Hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to today's um, Kaijin Digital Insights webinar. It'll be on genome assembly evaluation and improvement of structural annotation in complex non-model organisms. Uh, so today's webinar will be presented by Dr. Marta Matvienko. My name is Mary Ann. I'm the Global Campaign Manager here at uh, QDI, and I'll be your host and moderator for today's session. So as Marta's going through her presentation, please use the questions panel um, in the webinar window to submit any questions that you have as they come up. Uh, once we get to the end of the presentation, we'll have time for a Q&A session. So I'd like to introduce our speaker for today, Dr. Marta Matvienko. Uh, Marta is a plant geneticist working on the development of California coffee cultivation. She manages Fringe Coffee R&D in Davis, California. Before joining Fringe, Marta worked for companies involved with genomics technologies, next generation sequencing, and bioinformatics. The majority of her research projects focus on agronomically important plant species. So again, don't forget to ask any questions as they come up, and I'm going to go ahead and hand the presentation over to Marta. Yeah, okay. Thank you so much for the introduction. So I also would like to thank Agent Product Development and Marketing for the opportunity to present here. As Mari told you, I work for Fringe Coffee, and my role is management of our research and development site in Davis. But the main company site is located in Santa Barbara in Southern California. So the first thing goes disclaimer, stating that this is a Kaijin-sponsored presentation. Opinions are mine, and the products I'm going to describe are not intended for um, diagnostics or any kind of medical use. Genomic assemblies are fundamental constructs that provide a base for various research and practical applications. Designing a functional assay or genotyping markers on incorrectly assembled or erroneously annotated genes can be costly, can be time-consuming and lead to misleading results. In the course of the short seminar, I will show how to identify misassembled areas in genomes, how to visualize, filter, compare various data sets, how to annotate genomes using CLC transcript discovery tool, how to annotate genomes using any sequence motif or any list of uh, proteins, and finally, how to evaluate compare and merge annotations. I am an applied genomic scientist. I design around various genotyping assays. Very early in my genomics work, I realized that in order to be efficient in the lab, I need to have a nearly perfect assembly in the area of my interest. Then to find the area of my interest, I also need to have good annotation. Here goes my disclaimer. I'm the customer, I'm a customer of this software package for over 11 years. And I also worked for the company for a few years and I supported this product and my role was a field application scientist. I use this package all the time to evaluate the references and annotations to design primers and for many other applications. 
when working with the Nova Assembly, I always check for misassembled areas and for the quality of annotation. And I usually do not need the whole assembly to be perfect, but I need it to be nearly perfect in the areas that I use for marker design. This particular assembly that I'm going to use in the course of this presentation came from a public source. And the area presented in this slide was not properly annotated. The upper right green bar represents the published, uh, published annotated transcript for this area. And after running the alignment and annotation tools in Genomics Workbench, a more comprehensive annotation was created for this, uh, for this area. You can see long, much longer transcripts here. And then when I ran the diamond tool, uh, we found this a particular sequence motif and the assembly was annotated also with this particular motif. And this all will definitely affect uh, the downstream experiments, so how the genome was annotated. So the assembly annotation and all sequencing reads used in this presentation came from this publication. It was published by Chen and co-authors in 2020 in Nature Communications. As I mentioned, I've worked in agricultural industries, so I deal with a lot of data, but all of my data are proprietary, and that's the reason I'm using these publicly available data sets. Uh, this assembly is uh, for um, cultivated alfalfa. It's autotetraploid species, and the assembly actually was done in the way, so each chromosome here, uh, each of the four chromosomes from each uh, each um, representing like a one homologous set, they are in a four set. So this is allele aware chromosome level assembly. And this annotation is actually pretty good annotation uh, and, and relatively well annotated. However, probing it in genomics workbench uncovered a number of problematic areas. So I'm going to show the annotations that do not directly correlate with mRNA-seq read mappings, like here, the RNA-seq reads extend beyond the transcript, annotated transcript. I also will show how to identify areas in the genome with imperfectly mapped long reads. In this case, I will be using PacBio reads. And how to annotate these areas, how to get annotation, how basically to localize these areas with the problems, with alignment of problems in the genome. I also will cover how to put together these various data tracks, including mapping of long and short reads, so long reads, short reads, RNA-seq reads, um, and into the same uh, into the same view. And in this view, I have, as I mentioned already, three different mappings. I also have three different annotations, RNA-seq annotation, gene annotation, and annotation of problematic areas. So how, first of all, how do we find the areas in the genome that, mi that might be incorrectly assembled? Well, first of all, we need to have some DNA reads from the same organism and we need to align them back to the genome. And after the alignments, we can start asking questions like, are there gaps in the coverage? Are there regions with abnormally high coverage? Are there regions with partially aligned reads? The start of this workflow is pretty typical 
for any type of NGS data analysis. We need to import genome, we need to import annotation tracks, and then we need to map all available NGS data sets using the corresponding tools and workbench. And the first specific tool to this workflow that I'm going to cover is analyze the map and analyze context tools. So this is where we're analyzing the mappings for coverage problems using this tool, which is a part of genome finishing module. Genome finishing module originally was designed for uh, microorganisms, but this particular tool works uh, perfectly on organisms as large as um, three gigabases or more. So what is this tool? This tool provides uh, a set of options to evaluate mapping data. Here I show three options, but there are more. So the examples here are detect low coverage, detect high coverage, detect unaligned read ends. What tool does, is, uh, what tool outputs is um, coverage annotations to the assembly. So the tool adds the coverage annotations to the assembly and also outputs the tables with positions of all these regions of regions for this annotation. So here are two tables I show. Table for low coverage, and in my case for low coverage, I just inserted zero. So basically we are looking for regions with no coverage at all. And for high coverage, I have here number 200. So it's a very highly covered areas we are putting here. So we have the chromosome, chromosome name, we have the regions, and we have the problem in each of these tables. In the next, uh, ste in the next um, step of this workflow, we, what we will need to do, we will need to convert those annotations to tracks, and then we will compare them with other types of annotations. So in my case, I will compare them with, um, with the gene annotations, public gene annotations, to identify the published genes uh, which, have, which might have some kind of, uh, um, some kind of uh, assembly problems. So the convert to tracks tool you, it can be found under the track conversion in the tracks, track tool folders for folder and filter based on overlap tool is under annotate and filter. So, and filter based, yeah, I should also mention that filter based on overlap is basically this tool can be used to compare basically any kind of tracks against each other. So here I compared low coverage annotation with gene track and the resulting track so this is a published gene track, low coverage track, and uh, um, the comparison track will co contain only the genes without any coverage in them, right? And here is an example. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So let's let's go to the next step first. And the last step in this workflow, basically, um, we're going to create the list of tracks. So we can inspect visually and up close, visually and up close identified regions. And this this tool create track list also under the track tools. 
So here I show two examples of genes that are unlikely to exist. These genes are not supported by long reads, and there are no, there are no short reads. Since we analyzed using analyzed I analyzed using analyzed contact tools to uh, just long reads mapping. So here we are getting into the area, into the gene, which doesn't have much of long read support and no specific short reads. So the short reads here are in yellow, they are non-specific reads. And we navigate into a particular area just by opening a gene annotation struct in a table view and selecting any gene in the table view we are um, we are getting uh, we are getting into position of this gene in the viewer above here. So I selected this particular gene, and we are getting ourselves into chromosome 8.4. And here um, you can see that no coverage annotation, which was added by the analyze contact tool in brown this brown bar and uh, gene itself is a blue bar and doesn't have much of a long read support and no specific gene support. So using the same filter based on overlap tool, I filter it for uh, gene annotations that overlap the unaligned ends annotation. And I ended up with 142 genes, so unaligned ends and publish genes for 142 genes in the table. And then I assembled all the tracks I would like to visualize into the same list of tracks. And here's one of the, one of the examples, one of the examples of uh, misassembled genes. Here I used two different aligners to map the same set of uh, PacBio reads and both of the aligners show the read placement problem in this particular area. And for the manual inspection to navigate there, I simply opened this gene annotations with read misalignments um, table and navigated into this particular gene by selecting this gene in the table over here. And for this particular area, we don't even have uh, short reads, uh, any support from short reads. The long reads, packed by long reads, which are here in green and red, they're misaligned here. So the bleaching of the read uh, basically shows the mis uh, basically shows the lack of alignment. Only the bright red and green reads, uh, green parts of reads, uh, they're perfectly aligned and big gap here. So it's also very likely that this gene is most likely misassembled. So to summarize this part, uh, these are the tools um, and general workflow which I use uh, for this type of genome analysis. I need, to, we, we, I need to import annotation, of course, and all the annotation of imported annotations and the genome itself imported using the track importer to genomics workbench. The reads along uh, RNA-seq and uh, short reads, they were imported directly from short read archive 
using a genomics workbench uh, as a reimporter, and then they were aligned using the corresponding mappers, RNA-seq mapper for RNA-seq reads, short read mapper from resequencing analysis folder for Illumina reads, and long read mapper under the long read support folder. After that, the long read uh, mapping was used to uh, in the analyze context tool to create uh, to create annotations for problematic areas, and then filter based on overlap tool was used to compare those problem areas of uh, pro this problematic uh, yeah problem annotations for problematic areas against the genes, and then in the tracks we we've been able to visualize to visualize the data and navigate them and inspect them manually. So this closes uh, the part of this talk on identification of misassembled regions. And now I will shift gears to identifying annotation problems and describe a couple of structural annotation tools available on Workbench. Well, first of all, I should point out why it is important to have comprehensive annotations. In applied research, we often use annotation data sets for various applications. One example is designing primers for genotyping markers. If we have incomplete annotations and develop assays based on them, we will need more iterations for the assays to work properly in the lab. In academic research, the annotation data sets could be used for comparing related species. If these annotations are incomplete, the conclusions drawn from the strains of species comparisons will be flawed. So this slide shows a disease-resistance gene from alfalfa genome that was completely missed by the annotation pipeline used in the publication. So here, no annotation for this particular gene. So this is a public, public sets of annotation. However, Genomics Workbench annotated this particular gene just fine. On the right, uh, we have um, on the right uh, gene on the right in the right side was annotated by both pipeline, but it was somewhat truncated in the published annotation because RNA secrets actually extend beyond the uh, annotation provided for the publication. So I'll cover two annotation tools available in Workbench, the Transcript Discovery tool and Diamond. Uh, transcript Discovery tool discovers transcripts by mapping RNA secrets to genomic reference, allowing for large gaps for introns. And then that tool followed by transcript discovery process where transcripts are deduced from uh, read mappings. And the outputs from this tool are gene, transcript, and CDS annotations. Uh, annotate with diamond tool is very different. It allows to annotate any DNA sequence using a set of known protein sequences. It could be a list or it could be a one sequence motif. And of course, this um, can be used for any previous annotation on the genome, and the only output from this tool is CDS track.
So uh, the data used for, for these tools. So um, there are a number of RNAs examples submitted by authors to um, uh, of this publication to ASRA archive, and the RNA sample I used is this pooled mRNA-seq sample, and I use this sample to annotate uh, to annotate um, this genome using transcript discovery tool. And for the diamond annotation, uh, I, I selected to use to annotate basically and to find how many disease resistance genes were missed in the publication and um, basically identify all, all them, all disease resistance genes using um, nucleotide binding site motif. And this particular motif is available. Uh, well, first of all, it's essential part of all plant disease resistance genes. So that's why we can identify disease resistance genes using this motif. And motif itself is available from Mitchell Mori website at UC Davis. So as I mentioned, transcript discovery tool consists of tool, two tools. You will find it under the transcript discovery folder large gap read mapping so that's where we map we map rna secrets against genome genome doesn't have to be annotated at all and then um the transcript discovery tool uh, runs on this mapping and creates uh, gene annotation transcripts annotation and cdss annotation and that's what you see in this particular in this particular slide Mm. So here, RNA-seq mapping with just a one intron here and two exons. Of course, no tool is perfect, and um, in order, if you want, if you want to produce a truly comprehensive annotation, uh, we should be using a combination of multiple annotation approaches, and that's why I want to point out this tool, which is called Merge Annotation Tracks. Um, in this particular case, well, what I'm showing here is that some of published annotations, uh, they are, do not appear correct when placed together with large gap mapper. Um, here, RNA secretes, they start well before the exon start in the published annotation, and they also extend beyond the last uh, last uh, exon in the published annotation. That's why uh, combining combining these tracks is really useful, and selecting later on the best available annotation. And of course, transcript discovery tool will annotate only those areas which are expressed. Uh, in this particular sample I used uh, for annotating this genome. If we want to filter or filter for uh, genes which specifically annotated by one tool or another, uh, or find the uh, genes which annotated only by specific annotation pipeline, we can use the same tool which I mentioned earlier called filter based on overlap under the annotate and filter in tracks tool. And this tool uh, will show transcripts, uh, for example, and this in my case, it will show transcripts which annotated only by um, transcript discovery tool. 
So this transcript was completely missed and the published data set, but it has an excellent expression support. And this is the last, diamond will be the last tool I will cover in this seminar. Diamond annotates a DNA sequence using a set of non-protein protein sequences. It could be as small as just one sequence. Plant disease resistant genes are a large family of genes, but they all have this conservative motive by which they can be identified and annotated or at least localized in genomic assemblies. So I used uh, sequence binding nucleotides binding, uh, binding site motif to identify all of them in the alfalfa genome. This tool can be found under microbial genomics module, tool called annotate with diamond, and it's under the functional analysis folder. So the tool um, is a part of microbial genomics module, but it can be used to annotate large genomes as well. In my case, this tool ran for just 15 minutes to annotate a 2.7 gigabasis genomic reference. So it's a, it's a pretty fast, even on large genomes. So the tool identified 478 NBS domain annotations. If we calculate back to the haploid, haploid set of chromosomes, it's about 120 sites, NBS sites, per haploid set of chromosomes in this genome. And over half of these sites are not present in the published set of annotations because I can run the same filter based on overlap tool. And then I went further and I filter, I use this tool to filter only for those uh, newly identified domains that do not, that actually have, that have expression support. So, and this identified 100 uh, novel NBS domains with expression support. So in this, in this slide, the top track is a public annotation and you can see that um, the transcript starts well, be, well behind uh, the NBS domain for this gene. But transcript discovery tool created two um, full length transcripts here and diamond annotation here in yellow. So the diamond annotation represents the NBS site in this gene. So for the annotation summary, when we work with genomic assemblies, a combination of annotation tools should be used for producing and refining gene models. While there are other annotation tools uh, in genomics workbench, today I presented only two tools, transcript discovery and diamond. So transcript discovery can be installed on genomics workbench as a plugin and microbial genomics module also is a plugin and annotate with diamond tools is a part of that, is that, is of that plugin. I guess my main message uh, is that um, uh, refinement um, of assemblies and annotations uh, significantly reduces my cost of my downstream experiments. And with improved assemblies and improved annotations, I'm able to design better markers and I'm able to make uh, more valid research conclusions. And relying on untested annotations um, 
proved to be quite costly and will cost uh, usually cost me in more reagents and time. So today I covered just a few workflows and few tools uh, of this software package called Sales Genomics Workbench, but there are many more, um, many more tools and you can find them all on the Kaijin website. And the last but not least is thank you so much for your attention and if there are any questions, I'll be happy to answer them. We need to get back our moderator. In the uh, Q&A panel um, and submit them to Marta, and we can take the rest mm -hmm. of the time to uh, go over any questions that you might have. Okay, let me see. Will I uh, find them myself here? I'll read them to you. You don't need to worry okay, about Okay, yeah, 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 I don't see where they are. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Don't worry about that. Okay. So uh, the first question that we have is, can you de novo assemble a plant genome in the workbench? Yes, of course, yes. Um, and I did it many times. Uh, yes, you can assemble. So there is a de novo assembler. You just uh, look for the folder in the package. You look for the folder, which is called, I think, the Nova Assembly or the Nova Assembler, and you will find the tool over there. And tool has uh, many options on how exactly you want to assemble the genome. And you can use long reads and you can use short reads. And you can use a combination of long and short reads. Okay, thank you. Um, our next question is, how do you import the NGS reads into the workbench? Uh, there are multiple ways. Um, if you have data coming from the machine, you just, uh, from Illumina or PacBio machines, you just uh, use the corresponding importer, going to import data and select the proper format. If you want to import public data, you can import them uh, directly from Asray Archive, from GenBank. Using, yeah, using Casaray Archive Importer. Okay. Um, and as kind of a follow-up on that, um, is the workbench compatible with um, pretty much all the other machines and software that are out there? Uh, yeah, I think so. I didn't have problems up to now. Of course, I new sequencing um, technologies uh, popping up. Um, but yeah, I didn't have I didn't have any problems importing any long reads so far, and um, yeah, and uh, for Illumina it works already for um, for a quite a while, so for almost about a dozen years. So yeah, and tracks. So if you generate data outside of the workbench, you also can import the data. You can import the mappings uh, created or annotations created outside of the workbench. You can import them. And you can compare them with genomics workbench generated mappings and annotations. It's actually very useful from my perspective at a very useful um, 
very useful thing to do because then you can compare them head to head what exactly what tool um um what tool is deficient and what particular area of assembly or annotation okay great Thank you. Um, and as just a side note on that, if you have any questions about specific compatibilities, feel free to reach out to us. Okay. The next question we have is um, related to the Analyze Contigs tool. Uh, the question is, I do not see the Analyze Contigs tool in my version of the Genomics Workbench. How do I find the plugin? Yeah, you should go to the plugins. I think it is on the right. Um, yeah, if you look at the genomics workbench, I don't have it open now. Uh, look to the right or from the help, you can go to plugins and install, the, install a plugin called uh, Genome Finishing Module. And then the genome finishing module you will find after after the module is installed, restart the workbench, and you will find the tool there. And I don't I think this plugin is a commercial plugin, but you will have some evaluation time just to check it out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next question we have is. For assembly analysis, can I use mapping created outside of the genomics workbench? Yes, yes, yeah. Just import as uh, imported as uh, any of the standard formats like BAM. Yeah, import it and then and then run an, a quantic analysis on it. Yes. Okay. Great. Okay, so I think that we are coming close to the end of the questions. Again, if you have any questions we did not address, uh, go ahead and submit them in the question panel. Um, if we aren't able to cover them today, uh, we will follow up with you by email. Um, one last question is, um, will the presentation be available later? Uh, yes, um, within the next couple of days, we will send everybody a link with an on-demand version of this webinar so that you'll be able to rewatch if you'd like. Okay, that looks like all that we have for today. Uh, so I wanna thank our speaker, Dr. Marta Matvienko for joining us today. Um, also, I want to thank everyone in the audience for joining us and for your attention. Um, also, I want to give a quick reminder that this is the first webinar in a three-part series by MARTA. Uh, the other two are April 27th. We'll be discussing assembly and annotation of plastid genomes using the Kyogen CLC Genomics Workbench. And then on May 18th, we'll be discussing RNA sequence analysis using PacBio and Illumina reads from a host, host pathogen interaction. Um, and you can use the same registration link that you used to sign up for uh, this webinar for those as well. So that concludes today's session. Again, thank you everyone for joining us um, and we look forward to seeing you in a future webinar. So thanks and hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you, Mario. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah.